millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Dollar Bill Bradley, Dave Bing, Sacramento Mayor Kevin Johnson, <laughs> Fake Police Officer Olden Polonese. Joey Devine, the mayor Fred Hoiberg, the president of the Apron Jumper, Tayshawn Prince, <laughs> Senator Shooting Fell, Danny Fortson, Sean Keen, the King LeBron James. The Prince Booby Gibson. <laughs> the Duke Anderson Varejao. <laughs> the Duke of Duke Sheldon Williams. <laughs> Musical guest, the Presidents of the United States of America. <laughs> and now, the host of Round Ball Rock, Dave Schilling. Welcome to a post-apocalyptic edition of the Round Ball Rock podcast. I'm Dave Schilling. Joey Devine and Sean Keane are with me as usual. Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. That was a that was a better opening than the actual Saturday Night Live opening this week. I, think. I agree. Ooh, hallelujah. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I would have been. Imagine, though, if... Beck Bennett had dressed as Ted Cruz and sang that Leonard Cohen song about seeing the future and its murder. <laughs> or David S. Pumpkins sings Life on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Any question? Mickey Mouse has grown up. That, that wasn't. That <laughs> yeah, was Don Pardo. <laughs> yeah. 
That's not what I forgot how David about. S. Pumpkins talked. I feel like he that goes, was a lifetime ago. Any questions? It's, it's Tom a, Hanks. It's, just it's Tom Hanks yeah. saying any questions. No. It's real silly. Um, guys, before we really get started, how are you doing? After, I mean, I don't know. Assuming that you're listening to this in the year 2027, and you're wondering why we're depressed. Donald Trump is the president-elect of the United States. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. How are you holding up? It turns up? out the Golden State Warriors did not beat him in that debate. No, um, no, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm going to say not great. Yeah. Uh, this fucking sucks. Yeah, this really sucks. I, uh, I did a comedy show at the Improv in Hollywood at 8 p.m. on Tuesday. We were like, this should be fun. You know, maybe they'll call North Carolina. Hillary Clinton before the show even starts. <laughs> mm-hmm. And instead it was I mean it was cathartic. Yeah. But also people were just drinking hard and talking about, you know, the brown shirts, the end of end the of American days. Republic. We should have known that you having a show was a bad sign though, because you also did comedy on actual nine eleven. I also <laughs> did comedy on nine eleven. That's correct. <laughs> Um, the day the day when comedy died. Yeah, this was electoral nine eleven. <laughs> Basically, and actually, uh, not only did I have to host a comedy show on September eleventh, two thousand one, I also hosted an open mic that eight people signed up for <laughs> afterwards. And uh, while I was there, I decided to try out. Some jokes, including one about how the real culprit could have been the Empire State Building. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, too soon? <laughs> 10 p.m. on the evening of September 11th? <laughs> too soon? 9-11, are we sure it's bad? Yeah, like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Look, I, look, hot takes can't melt still beams. <laughs> Uh, I have been just absolutely miserable. I know. Dave was almost too depressed to record today. Yeah, I texted And recording a podcast is the highlight of our entire lives. Yeah, this is the best thing that I do every week. Uh, I was at the Laker game, and I've never been sad uh, at a Laker game. Even when they lose, I'm like, well, this is... I'm at Staples Center. This is fun. This is my favorite place in the whole world. The West Coast Mecca of basketball and the centerpiece of L.A. Live. Mm Mm-hmm. Look, it's it is. It's one of Southern California's top entertainment destinations. <laughs> have you, have Are you, you being paid by LA Live right now? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> next, Why would they? Your next birthday or anniversary? Try out Rock and Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I do really like that movie theater, by the way. It's a great movie theater. I saw Fast uh, Furious Seven with Bill Simmons at that movie theater. Oh. Yeah. It's a story that he's told twice on his his own yeah. podcast, so About I feel like I get to tell it too. Does he mention you in it? Yes. Oh, well that's good. I'm the li- yeah, he said they were all crying. Yeah, we definitely cried a lot and he was really upset that someone brought their children and there was a kid ro- roaming the aisle and he's just like in the movie he's poking me. He's like these fucking kids, get them out of here. <laughs> So that was my personal 9-11. Uh, Kevin O'Shea and I went and saw Inglorious Bastards, and there were children in the theater <laughs> one time. <laughs> I can at least accept Furious 7. One, it's PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> and two, every child should see Furious 7 yeah. Before, yeah. before the age of 18. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, it, it was meaningful for me. Here's the thing. like, 
a lot of kids have friends, but you want to teach your kids that they should have family. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when they start underage drinking, it should only be, be Corona. corona. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I've been a wreck. I'm taking a break from Twitter because I can't stand reading anything about what's happening in the world or responding to people or talking uh, about it with people. But NBA coaches, surprisingly. The NBA has, to me, been the only institution that is reacting in the way I expect them to. Like, like NBA coaches have, like, uh, really stepped up in a way that actual political leaders have not, I feel like. They're the only ones who seem to recognize the gravity of this situation. Exactly. Like, Steve Kerr said... And I quote, it's tough when you uh, want th- it's tough when you want there to be some respect and dignity. There hasn't been any. You walk into a room with your daughter and your wife who've basically been insulted by his comments and they're distraught. You walk in and see the faces of the players who've been insulted directly as minorities. It's sort of shocking. It really is. We talked about it as a team this morning. I don't know what else to say. Just the whole process has left us feeling disgusted and disappointed. I thought we were better than this. I thought the Jerry Springer show was the Jerry Springer show. Watching the last debate, Trump would make a crack at Clinton. You'd hear the fans in the stands go, ooh, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, he did. This is a presidential election, not the Jerry Springer show. Props to him for referencing the Jerry Springer show, which has not been on TV for years. Is it still on? Wilkos is on, though. Steve Wilkos. Steve Wilkos is holding it down for all unemployed people. He likes to to take those child molesters' chairs away. (laughs) (laughs) If you you have so much disrespect for a young child, you should not have the respect of a chair. Thank you, Steve Wilkos, for doing the right thing. I was kind of reassured because it means Steve Kerr is watching game film. Yeah. In the afternoon. Yeah, because he not, doesn't know that. The, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that or the brightness of his television is affecting his head injuries because uh, oh. he does. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to gonna move us to Stan Van Gundy because he had some things to say. Too. Uh, let's go to Pop. Okay, Pop. Because Stan Van Gundy's to me is the most the incredible. Yeah. Last, last week we horrifyingly mashed up Donald Trump quotes with Greg Popovich. Yeah. That um, seemed that like was, hubris. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real funny thing. It was our fault, guys. Yeah, we, yeah. we did this. I blame us. Um, Pop, Coach Popovich, my president, said, I can't imagine being a Muslim right now or a woman or an African-American, a Hispanic, a handicapped person, how disenfranchised they might feel. And for anyone in those groups that voted for him, it's just beyond beyond my comprehension how they ignore all of that. My final conclusion is, my big fear is, we are Rome. Wow. Which is really a lot coming from a guy who uh, everyone... Whose whose team everyone has been predicting for this will be the year they fall, and then he, <laughs> he, he America he, will fall before the Spurs yeah, fall exactly. out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it is true that that maybe maybe Tim Duncan was the only thing holding America together. <laughs> uh, I would the not. big fundamental was keeping the big fundamentalist <laughs> Mike Pence <laughs> out of the executive office. I, I, Greg Popovich is just a, a, a national treasure. Uh, I wish that he didn't coach the Spurs. Yeah. But, I mean, God bless him just for existing. Yeah. 
I mean, that's amazing to just the not only could I not imagine a baseball manager taking this kind of principled stance, I'm not sure there's a baseball manager who would understand that reference to Rome. Wasn't that a TV they'd be like show? They'd be like, yeah, well, yeah, like well, America's got hot takes. But I mean, I understand they're in the jungle. We're in the jungle now. <laughs> But Bud Selig did play the fiddle while the All-Star game burned in 2000, right? That is true. <laughs> and actually, if if things had gone a little differently and there was a tie in the Electoral College, the presidency actually would have gone to uh, the, the winner of the All-Star game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good way to solve that problem. This time it counts. <laughs> Way more than it actually should. <laughs> like, wait, that's that's the tiebreaker? <laughs> Baseball I mean, is America's pastime. They took Mike Trout out in the third inning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now our president is stealing our guns. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just at a loss for words. It's still a bummer. We make so a joke difficult. and then we remember. Yeah, I can't help but think about the fact that this isn't funny. Yeah. None of this is funny. No. And, and, and you know who doesn't know it's funny? No. Coach of the Detroit Pistons, Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> Stan Van. You know what he said the day after? Uh, he, he had a long rant that uh, – here's an excerpt. Uh, it's incredible. I don't know how you go about it. If you're a person of color today or a Latino, because white society just said to you again, not like we haven't forever, but again and emphatically that I don't think you deserve equality. We don't think you deserve respect, and the same with women. That's what we say today as a country. We should be ashamed for what we stand for as the United States today. That's it for me. I don't have anything to say about the game tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And let me just say that the the only football coach who spoken up during this whole thing was Bill Belichick writing a letter to Donald Trump. You You know why I think he did, right? Because he knew it's hard to to bounce back from a videotape scandal. <laughs> uh, and Bill Belichick has committed adultery a lot, which <laughs> Donald Trump has also done. I just find, think it's amazing that Stan Van Gundy uh, came out because he is also proponent of building fucking walls. That's so you think true. he's pro-Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh. to, yeah, and you know what did what actually didn't get reported too because it was it was not covered except by C-SPAN two. But uh, Jill Stein read a letter of support from former Lions GM Matt Millen. <laughs> <laughs> she has the decision making. She has the foresight. Uh, also, uh, Greg Popovich, known for wanting some nasty. That's he, true. So of course mm-hmm. he supports a nasty. Boy. He has support. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, he wants some nasty. So, yeah, so, it, it's, it is just interesting that, I mean, yeah, were you, yeah, uh, I'm just stammering now. That's okay. <laughs> this is the hardest <laughs> podcast we've ever had to record. In our 12 episodes. Uh, this is 16. This is episode 16. Lucky number 16. The same age as a woman is when she's too old for our new president-elect. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's what he considers menopause. Oh, God. Oh, God. So here's my question. Yeah. I bring all this up. Because first off, I know this week has been like really incredibly difficult for me. And weirdly, the only things that have helped me has been basketball and 
making different pasta dishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you actually do the same thing that Chris Christie does when he's celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> I also was uh, – I've been trying to find Bruce Springsteen's phone number so I can call him all week. Um, Chris Christie style. Uh, so my question is, the NBA, t- at least to me, it feels like our future, mm-hmm. right? But how many, how many players voted for Trump? You think? Oh well, Joey, I'm Should glad you that's asked me this. That's what I was this. trying to set up. <laughs> wow. I kept waiting for you to jump in. Sorry, I, <laughs> that's like a Draymond Green chess pass. I just <laughs> clean. I really, I really zaza patchouli at that. <laughs> Uh yeah I I have a I have some suggestions of NBA people that voted for Trump, um, Spencer Hawes center for Definitely. the Charlotte Hornets absolutely uh, Republican likes trolling people yeah, yeah. I did to- like when he showed up to that game seven of the Thunder dressed in Sonics gear though and was high fiving all the Warrior fans <laughs> that was tight but fuck I mean fuck that's Spencer like his Haas. own personal rally. Yeah. Uh, I don't like you anymore, Spencer Hawes. Yeah, and he was in really embarrassing in the games today. He yeah. missed a dunk. It was great. Yeah, oh. that guy's trash. Yeah, super trash. Next. Uh, Andrew Bogut would have voted for Trump, but he is not a citizen. Not from yeah. this country. He actually might have voted for Gary Johnson. Probably Trump, though. He seems like he maybe yeah, has a problem with minorities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, fuck you, Andrew Bogut. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Yeah. There's no real reason for this, but I think that one or more Plumleys did just because they went to Duke. I think the Plumleys are liberal. I think that there's one Plumley who is like... I'm saying I'm Marshall Plumley. Yeah. yeah, Marshall he feels, might... Yeah, yeah. He's like a disenfranchised white man in his own yeah, he's family. He's a disenfranchised <laughs> Plumley, for yeah. sure. Uh, I think Chris Dunn may have voted for Donald Trump. Wow. Why? Because uh, he wants Ricky Rubio deported. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Giannis Atatequampo. No. Yeah, well, only no because way. he thought Trump said he was going to make America grape again, <laughs> and does. he got smoothie fever. He, does he like was like, smoothies. yeah, I got to yeah. go for it. Okay. Uh, I think Doc Rivers. Yeah, 100%. because he well, That complete- Doc Rivers quote, by the way, we forgot to bring that one up. Yeah, that... Uh. Well, I, yeah, Doc Rivers said something like, we got to give Trump we a chance. <laughs> and the reason is because he really relates to a guy who kind of sucks just getting millions of dollars from his father for no reason. <laughs> I also could see Donald Trump uh, stealing money from his cabinet and then hiding it in the White House. Look, later. we're not going to get it back <laughs> until you're back in the White House. We meet here every week. It's definitely going to be here. <laughs> Uh okay, referee Scott Foster. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the referees vote, but I mean, Scott Foster Trump. is particularly Tim Donaghy's best friend. Mm. Received hundreds of phone calls for him during his gambling time, and as such, has been to a lot of casinos, much like Donald Trump. And he's an asshole, so yeah. that also helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chandler Parsons may have voted for Trump because he wants a president who spends as much time on his hair as he does. And he also enjoys fucking over Mark Cuban. Uh, And then the last two, I think Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards, because, well, he can relate to blowing $100 million on a terrible investment. (laughs) Okay. 
a.k.a. his own contract. And uh, Andre Kirilenko, but that's only because Vladimir Putin still has his daughter. (laughs) Uh, All accurate. Mr. Putin, just let him go. Andre's retired. (laughs) He has my daughter. Uh, I think Rondo. I'm just going to throw Rondo out there. He does hate gay people. He 100% does. Yeah. But that's probably true of a fair amount of NBA players. No. Well, there's some. Yeah. Mm. Not as many as the NFL or Major League Baseball, but there's I don't know about that. Homophobia I'd in like the black to hope. community is, is yeah. a thing. I've heard I've heard a theory that NBA players of the professional athletes are much more okay because uh the lifestyle you lead it's it's if you're an NBA player, you have met gay people before. Yeah. Like you're going to clubs, you have people who do hair and wardrobe or are involved in music mm-hmm. or anyway, it just seems like I don't I don't know if it's necessarily the background, but I just I wouldn't see like it wouldn't be like baseball players. That's yeah, because baseball players are all from, you know, either South America, Central America or Middle America. Yeah. Um, and so they don't they're not particularly they're all like people. They're like rich white dudes who didn't go to college. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and they hate bat flips. Like if you if you complain about somebody bat flipping and showing you up. Yeah. You wanted to make America great again. Right. I'm just depressed. We I'm need sorry. more. I know. We need more bat flips. America <laughs> needs bat flips. We do. Um, I, I also want to point out that uh, one of the better uh, NBA pregame shows was uh, the TNT pregame, where uh, everybody got a second or, or two to talk. I liked Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Charles Barkley. Well, he was whatever. Charles is Charles. <laughs> Uh, the Ernie Johnson thing. Like, Fuck that. No, 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 no. It's just he. The thing about Ernie Johnson is that he obviously felt something. This was a genuine expression of sorrow. And even though I'm not a religious man, even though the fact that he wrote in uh, someone instead of John Kasich, yeah, he wrote in John Kasich uh, instead of voting for Hillary, um, is ridiculous. But. He's a man of conscience, so I can't really yeah. be too upset at him. I also got the sense that he really regretted it yeah, and did absolutely. not. He just seemed so blindsided even two days later mm-hmm. that I don't know. I mean, I just generally anyone who says they can't vote for Hillary for quote unquote trust issues. Fuck you. Think about all the trust <laughs> issues you have with Donald I, Trump. That's what I mean. Like the false equivalency, yeah, uh, was was shocking. And like, it's great he feels bad, but he still fucking did it, right? He still voted in Georgia for John Kasich. Yeah, I have have nothing to (laughs) add to that. (laughs) No, I mean, I just, I, I, it, it does tell you something that Ernie Johnson possibly. Who I would have thought was one of the more woke, yeah, older sure. white Christian men yeah. in the mm-hmm. South <laughs> worked with Kevin closely with Chris Weber, Kevin Garnett. But, you know, the problem is he works. He also works closely with Shaq and Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. And so that almost negates some of that. Like, <laughs> like if he'd just been talking to Kenny. It would have been fine, but at some point, Charles was like, I don't trust Hillary yeah. Clinton. 
and Ch- and uh, and Shaq is police. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. He's he's <laughs> actually fact, a, that Shaq is actually a dirty cop. Yeah, Shaq is actually. A, I think we've brought yeah. this up before, but <laughs> it it bears repeating that Shaquille O'Neal is a member of multiple police departments. <laughs> And, like, fabricates evidence. Uh, he's gone on, like, a police raid that entered the wrong house and, like, shot a guy. Shaq was just right. He loves Sheriff Joe Arpaio. It's not. It's not. The Shaq is problematic. I have to say. He is a lovable player. I really, I really wish. This isn't even out of any hate. I just wish he wasn't a cop. Like, <laughs> Really like ruins a lot of the magic of Shaq. But Shaq is a is why a is character. he obsessed with police work? He's a character from the movie Serpico. Yeah, it's just, it's, he took the taste. Shaq took the taste. He's gotta be like the worst cop too, because you know he'd like never really get go- he'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna investigate my way into shape and the other cops would have to be like carrying the load and then he'd like burst in and the arrest and be like, Give me the cuffs. <laughs> I'm the big Sherlock Holmes. I'm the most unprosecutable. I'm the big Miranda rights. And then, like, throw me in the interrogation booth and watch me dominate. (laughs) It's like he's just backing the guy into the wall. What are you? Uh, What are you, range, buddy? Shaq just needs more touches, really, is what he Yeah, does. I just need more touches. You're getting your fingerprints all over <laughs> this stuff. Also, his partner... Just get out of my <laughs> way. Get down low. Also, his partner would have him fired because they both wanted to play good cop. <laughs> <laughs> I love Shaq. Come on, guys. I uh, love Shaq, too. I just don't... Why is he a he's fascist? That's the, that's the only thing. Like, Why is he I a wish Shaq wasn't a fascist. <laughs> I guess we should probably start talking about basketball. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. I mean, actually, there's stuff to have been going on. The, the, the season's yeah. been really fun so far, and yeah. it's such a bummer that all this other shit gets in the way of the fact that the NBA season is fantastic. So, we but, were worried about it being uncompetitive, and it's great every night. Yeah, we, we before the podcast recorded, watched, watched like four, four basketball games, games. <laughs> and they were all middling to fun. Yeah, we saw Serge Ibaka hit a game winner tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, in Oklahoma. Ah, uh, it was I, great. Uh, I and uh, Russell Westbrook dissed him after the game, which he sort of hugged him. Yeah, he gave him some dap. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't remember which one of uh, you said this after the game, but someone said. Is that the first time Sergi Baca's ever gotten to take the last shot in a basketball? I'm gonna game? say, has he taken a shot in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter? Yeah, probably in not. any basketball game ever, or in the NBA, in uh, playing with Russell Westbrook, oh no, and Kevin Durant. There's like no there way. may have been games when they were both hurt, yeah, <laughs> or like inter squad practices. I think honestly, the Thunder jinxed themselves when Russell Westbrook arrived to the game dressed as a Congolese child soldier. <laughs> like that's. Yeah, that one felt like a step too far. I mean, Russ has got... Let's still love Russ Westbrook. Don't get me wrong. I I just don't know where he found all that camo. Yeah. Maybe he just had it left over from Burning Man. And he had like a a fake severed hand. (laughs) It was really like... Like a Halloween thing, but... (laughs) He had a jar full of eyeballs. It was creepy. And he actually... Yeah, it was was just weird. (laughs) I think it might have lit a fire under Surge, I have to say. (laughs) 
maybe that or PTSD, something of yeah. that nature. Uh, I got to say, watching the fourth quarter of that game, Russell Westbrook needs to do something about his his tendency to pretend like there's only one person on mm-hmm. his team. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a Kobe Bryant fan. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> You know the world has changed since Tuesday. I know nothing makes sense to me anymore. I don't. I'm not a a, a me first ball hog fan. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did have what 16, 17 assists in that game. Sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen assists, and it still feels like no one else is participating on that. Team. Well, they get to the fourth quarter. The, the thing that makes him a little different from Kobe is, I feel like Kobe would hurry. In the fourth quarter, like maybe he would get the ball, maybe he would pound the ball, but he would at least run across half court and try to start the play earlier. Watching the Thunder, it was like Russ would be just jogging across the half court line and there'd be 10 seconds would be off the shot clock and he'd still just be dribbling above the three point line. Yeah. And And then just pull up and take a jumper. Yeah, it's just a contest. I just feel like if they had Four or five extra seconds seems like a big deal. Mm-hmm. You can actually deal. run up. I mean, they don't run any plays. No. But although they ran a great play at the end of the game, which would have been a back-breaking tip-in from Russell Westbrook, but uh, Nick Collison did not complete the pass. So you know. that, that will happen. When you're 46 years old at the end of your 14-year contract extension that the Thunder gave you in a money-saving move. I, I think uh, a question that we should address with the Thunder and with some uh, quite a few teams is, mm-hmm. is this going to last? Is this going to last? With the, the Thunder? That the Thunder no are way. going to continue to be halfway decent, mm-hmm. or are they in trouble? They're in trouble. They've had like a really cake schedule so far, yeah, and they're still only 6-4. and four. They've had a bunch of home games. They've played a, a bunch of bad teams. I mean, not a, yeah, just they have not played a ton of good teams. And the wins that they have had have been really middling uh, difficult games they had to grind out. Their first game against Philadelphia, they uh, were struggling to put them away. They went to OT with the Suns. They did beat. They are the only team that's beaten the Clippers. Yeah, but they've also lost the Clippers. Right. Well, speaking of them, are the Clippers this good, you guys? Uh, I, 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 I am loath to ever bet on the Clippers. I know. Anyway. Because they have a tendency to be the Clippers when it the counts. Chicago Cubs won the World Series and Donald Trump and is Donald president. Trump is president. Yeah, is this the Clippers year? If they don't get to the conference finals, they are legitimately cursed. Because right now, Chris Paul is the MVP of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers have by far the best defense in the league so far, and are also have the eighth best offense, and appear to have a bench. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that bench unit that's Austin Rivers, uh, Maurice Spates, Raymond Felton, our our favorite Wesley Johnson, and I don't even remember who the other big is. And then Jamal Crawford, of course. No, it's not Jamal Crawford. No, I'm just saying Jamal Crawford. Yeah, there's a five-man lineup, though, that is, like, unstoppable, and you look at at it and you're like, why – like their defensive rating is like through the roof, and Paul Pierce and is what has the most made. Right? You know what I think it is? Raymond Felton made peace with his body. That he's, just, <laughs> he's just a chubby guy, and he'll always be. A yeah, chubby. he's not. He's not. 
He's not feeling. He's not letting society dictate it anymore. He's just gonna, yeah. He's gonna ball, and he's gonna look. He's gonna be the shape of a ball, and he's gonna ball out. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, he's like embraced it. Like it wasn't like he was slender with the Mavs last year, and he was a great backup point guard. He's the Lena Dunham of the NBA. He will not allow body shaming. Especially body because I've written so many think pieces about how much I hate him. <laughs> uh, are the so ma- the Clippers are this good, right? Yeah, they're, they're the good. second best team in the West. I said the Spurs were last week, but now I've watched enough Clippers where I think they're it's the Clippers. I don't think they're going to be the best defense in the league, though. No, no. The thing that is going to happen inevitably is that Blake Griffin or Chris Paul are going to get hurt. Yes. But I do think they're going to win 55 games. I think they I think they're going to win 60. I think they might be a lock for the conference finals. I think I they, wouldn't go I that mean, far. that that Spurs <laughs> series should be really good. Yeah. I mean, I could also see. I don't know why I'm already giving them the two or the three seed. Right. I could also just see Damian Lillard going off on them in a seven game series. He did. He did uh, last year. Though I mean, they didn't exactly have a full strength basketball team, but he looked very good, and and he looked great today. Um, You know what it might be though. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here for for some later stuff, but. DeAndre Jordan was always making strides, and then he played on the U.S. Olympic team. And traditionally, these guys who are not quite in the elite playing with Team USA can kick your game up yeah. to another mm-hmm. level. I mean, it did happen on some level for, for Boogie, though he's regressed a little bit since that first year after playing well, in Boogie, the, the World Cup. But, I mean, Boogie played this summer, and he's been... His team is just terrible. Yeah, they're gonna. They're all, they've got a trade boogie. Well, he's so unhappy. It's like really depressing to watch. And let's talk about the Kings. Are the Kings? Is it, are they going to be terrible still? Even yeah. though they have. Yeah. Yeah, they suck. They're really bad. They're just they're, bad. Is getting a point guard something that could solve the problem? They have or they Ty just, Lawson. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ty Lawson and, and Darren, Darren Collison. Who's oh, yeah. back now after uh, you know. Yeah, I beating know. up that woman. They're definitely going to beat the guards in that pickup basketball game and win their freedom <laughs> or whatever the plot of that movie was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ty Lawson is really just playing. He's trying to convince his son to go to big state so he'll get pardoned. <laughs> uh, are the Mavs going to continue to be bad, even though they're Dallas and they're I don't think so. Bad. They've been so bad. Dirk has been Dirk hurt. Has been Dirk and Darren Williams have been hurt, and Rick Carlisle's just a magician. I mean, they played the, they, we watched them play the Warriors on Wednesday night, and one of their starters was a guy I had literally <laughs> oh, yeah. never heard name? of. It's like Dorian Green Finley <laughs> or something like that. That sounds like a basketball player's name if it's not. I mean, I thought he was maybe a graduate from Hufflepuff. I, my my favorite book of all time is a portrait of Dorian Green <laughs> Finley. Finley. Yeah, his name is. Oh, sorry, it's 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 Dorian Finney Smith. Oh, whatever. <laughs> How is Finney a last name? That's, that's like a, that's a bust name. <laughs> that's a guy who drowns at your boarding school. <laughs> But yeah. He's a Duke lacrosse player. Yeah. <sighs> Who's just hazed, <laughs> hazed to within an inch of his life. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, are the Hornets really this dope? Yeah, they're their defenses. They're, they're, no, they're good though. Yeah. They Kimball Walker uh, is really having. Look, a I've great said season. a lot of bad shit about Kimball Walker over the years, and I guess I have to take it back. It seems yeah. like that is the theme of this NBA season so far. It's like, oh, are you a player that Joey has hated <laughs> for three years? Yeah. Guess what? You're gonna have a career year. Uh, it's Kemba the, Walker, well, Demar Derozan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the. It's like uh, all of the the guys that hipster NBA fans don't like are just playing really well. They're all playing out of their minds. Well, yes. Kemba, Kemba, basically, uh, it's it's the unique thing for this this situation. Like, I don't necessarily think that he's overwhelmingly more talented than somebody like Trey Burke necessarily, but he has a really good coach and you know, it, I think it really helped him to play with Jeremy Lin, mm-hmm. to play with Nick Batum, mm-hmm. uh, even to play with Marvin Williams. Like that's a weird thing to be crediting Marvin Williams, <laughs> but those are the kind of guys who for a guy like Kemba Walker are like, here's a move you can do to give yourself an, an extra inch of space because you're yeah. 5'11". Yeah. And, I mean, he's, like, legit good this year. Yeah. They're not missing Al Jefferson at all. Well, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Yeah, he's made so a So fucking good. Times. I love Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. But, you know, you watch him, and they play their – they remind me a little bit of how the Rockets were a couple of years ago where they're not overwhelming, but, well, the difference is – well, they they get a lot of stuff on the margins. Like they they get back on defense. Uh, they adjust a lot. Like during the playoffs last year, they just revamped it. They started yeah. Frank Kaminsky because Steve Clifford is just totally unafraid to be wrong, or he just wants to win. Yeah, he doesn't care about his system. Like they just were bombing threes last yeah. year. This year they run a. We- they're not doing that this year. Uh, and they like they always get back on defense. They always box out and rebound. And so the Rockets were like that on offense a couple mm-hmm. years ago. They'd always go two for one. They'd always, like, you know, get yeah. fouled. They'd always get in the bonus. They just, they just never they got back the right on way. defense. Right. They didn't. That part was not something they did. Right. Uh, Dwayne Wade and the Bulls, is that going to last? No. Because already they look like they either look like total shit or the best the second best team in the eastern conference already like when they're bad they are fucking bad right but they, i i think that they're definitely a playoff team as much as we shit on them in our <laughs> season preview yeah the Central we Division got a lot like, of i think we got a lot of our playoff teams wrong this year <laughs> well, yeah i would say the x factor in we were very dismissive of fred hoiberg mm-hmm. i still believe that he is at least being cyber bullied, if not real life bullied, <laughs> by uh, his backcourt. But the one thing Fred Hoiberg seems to be able to do is teach people how to shoot three pointers like Fred Hoiberg, because yeah. Dwayne Wade legitimately can shoot three pointers now. I'm still not buying it. He did we'll like. See. He we'll just, see. <laughs> I mean, he went to like three point shot boot camp, and from his comments. Seems like he didn't realize that three pointers were important. Wait, it's before August. (laughs) Yeah, it was never. LeBron James actually called him up and was like, "Hey, hey, Dwayne, remember how much you like Like that that sea bass? (laughs) You'll also love these three pointers." (laughs) 
Okay, LeBron. <laughs> Gabriel Union's like, I've been trying to get him to shoot threes for years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just wouldn't do it. So I know I know a couple of Bulls fans who are actually furious that they're not just tanking this year, but they're not. Well, I mean, there was no way they were going to no. go in for the tank when they have Rondo, Dwayne Wade, and Jimmy Butler all on the same team. I mean, I think they're making the playoffs. I think so, too. They're not going to yeah. be great. They're a but four I'd, or five so, seed. I was going to say a seven but well, as bad as the Knicks are, we sort of like plug the Knicks in. To yeah, be the that. Knicks are not making the, the playoffs. Knicks we would like to apologize <laughs> for saying anything positive about the New York Knicks. We were really convinced we, ourselves. Like, well, we <laughs> said all, that's going to be a good team. <laughs> since the preview, we've said a lot of terrible things about Derrick Rose. So some of that balanced out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hope that there's a karma that's being rained down on him. Well, look, Kurt Rambis is now the defensive coordinator. <laughs> so what could go wrong? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the Knicks are just hilarious. The I think the best thing that will come out of this is that Phil Jackson has got to be there's got to be at least a little bit more uh, hesitation before anointing him a deity of coaching at this point. Yeah. Well, after watching what's happening, I mean, maybe he's just too old now. But the game passes everyone by at some point. And he's still Not like, Tim Duncan. I wish Rambis sure. was our head coach. <laughs> uh, I wish Kurt was our head coach. I have to I have to give a lot of props to and this is gonna sound crazy, Jimmy Buss for not hiring Phil Jackson to run that team. Um Oh yeah. I mean that that is a sneaky great decision to avoid continuing to tank that team through the nonsense that is Phil Jackson right now. Do you think don't you think probably Genie should break up with him? It might be good for him. Why? They love each other. Oh, yeah, no. I don't know if they do. Why do you guys hate love? I just don't know if they actually love each other. Love <laughs> trumps hate. <laughs> Not in America, it doesn't. <laughs> Speaking of the Los Angeles Lakers, is that going to last? Are they going to continue to be a, a halfway decent 500 team? No! I think that they're a thirty-win team, though. They're they're think, they're gonna, they're gonna get the over on their. On I the, think they're gonna make the over. Yeah. Yes, um, I think they are gonna be. I think there's a couple more weeks of like delight, and then it is gonna be tough for them December. to have a particularly good record in December. That being said, uh, they're they're so fun. Yeah, yeah, they're really fun, but uh, they're not this good. No. Uh, they just got creamed by Minnesota tonight. Like they're in the eight seed right now, and that's not gonna. They're not no. gonna stay that way. They're no just way. gonna have. They're gonna have a tough time uh, on back to backs mm-hmm. in particular. I think they're gonna have a tough time on the road, but I do think they're gonna still regularly blow people out at Staples because they have a lot of shooting now. Yeah, and that and also goes a long way. If I've learned anything. With the Golden State Warriors in Staples, it's that uh, uh, teams come here and then party in L.A. the night before. Yep. Ah. You know why? Because L.A. Live (laughs) is one of the (laughs) finest entertainment destinations on the entire West Coast. Do not let Drake on your team plane. Yeah, that that could could really hurt him. Come on. Well, other, other great teams so far, the Atlanta Hawks. Yep. 
Dwight uh, Howard said a lot still, of bad things oh about boy. Dwight Howard. I, I he's think not I, he's not fat, and he is rebounding. He looks like a fucking maniac. awesome. <laughs> I, he I looks think, great. Like he should have been in Atlanta so many years yeah. earlier. I think I he took... was just gonna go there like four or five years ago. We could have saved so much trouble. Yeah, if he, he had just avoided taken the a Lakers. van, he wouldn't have even had to fly to Atlanta. <laughs> he could have put his giant hot tub and on the back. Snakes, his snakes. He could have loaded up his, his comic books and his guns yeah. and his hot tub. Dwight Howard throat. is like a character from the show Atlanta. Yeah, like a really eccentric, strange black man who has pet snakes and thinks farting is really funny. Yeah, but he finally, it's like, yeah, you're home, buddy. Just block shots, get those rebounds. Yeah, we'll throw you a couple lobs. Yeah, don't try to get post touches. Just play your game. And it's weird because it's so much more impressive when he gets a ton of rebounds than if he scores, like, 16 points. Another thing is he hasn't really had a great coach in a long – since Stan Van since Gundy. Stan Van. Yeah. Someone who actually knows how to motivate him, who understands his peculiarities. And you know who's a great coach? Mike Budenholzer? Yeah. Yeah, he's a great coach. Uh, so it feels like this is, as he said, exactly where he belongs. And I'm I'm kind of happy. Yeah, I'm, like, real, yeah. I'm like weirdly happy to have – the, like that Dwight back as much as I hated him after I hated him so much in Houston yeah in LA too <laughs> but now it's like oh okay he's just a nice guy yeah it's it's not so bad he's got a lot of talent he's he he deserves a few years of happiness before he retires I yeah. mean that's a that's a good defensive team too yep and I, also it's a three-year deal I'm fine with him getting enormously fat in year three. Yeah. I just want it to happen at I some just point. Want, yeah, I want to see fat I just Dwight. want fat Too much Bojangles is going is to be his undoing. Yeah. Uh, are the Pacers going to continue to be awful? Yeah, I think they are. Oh, boy. <sighs> it's sad. That was another team. I'm on the team. fence with this one. Okay. Their th- defense, their, man. Their defense is really bad, but <laughs> I think – I don't know. I just like I trust veterans to figure it out like a team with a lot of veterans. They've got a lot of veterans like but I just don't know who's going to Paul George is already going to the press like the coaching change is going to continue to haunt. Yeah, them. like Nate McMillan's supposed to be a defensive coach and that works as long as Jeff Teague and Monte Ellis aren't playing together in the backcourt yeah. because no defensive coach can like, this maybe should be the D'Antoni team. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is something – another thing that we talked about in the season preview is Nate McMillan, defensive coach, with a team that should be running. Yeah, should and be Larry Bird wants scoring. to run. But also, they're not super young. No, no, they're not. It's a weird philosophy. It's like – I wonder if it's one specific thing that Larry Bird saw. I don't know. Uh, maybe they definitely need to play Miles Turner more. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're only playing him like 20 minutes a game right now. And wait, so who's playing center? Al Jefferson. That's that's. Oh, that's what you want to do if you want to run and play D. (laughs) So there's guy's foot might fall off at any moment. So poor Paul George, all world defensive player. Paul George Mm -hmm. is trying to compensate for Jeff Teague, Monte Ellis, Thad Young and Al Jefferson all at once. Mm hmm. 
And that's how you go one and seven. They started CJ Miles the I'm, other day to fix it. I am really I would like to apologize sincerely to Megan Gailey mm-hmm. yeah. and also to uh what's that strip club in Atlanta? Oh, uh, in Indianapolis. What is it called? The one that we call Club Rio. Club, club Rio. Rio. Yeah. Look, Club Rio, we know it's probably not terrible for business. If Mike Pence kind of is from Indiana. Oh shit. Well, in your face, Mike Pence. <laughs> Can yeah, you- it looks like you're going to have to have a seven-day waiting period for any wins. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you give Paul George the MVP just for having to play with these guys? No. Just for suffering? <laughs> like the most sad player? Is that an award? No. <laughs> Actually, John Wall is the most yeah, sad player. Yeah, that's who we need to talk Speaking about right of, now. Are the, is he getting traded? He are has to. Like, what is happening to – what has happened to John Wall – Bummed me out so much this week. A guy who, like, used to play with so much joy uh, purposefully got ejected from two games this week because he's so bummed out It's just playing a, it's, in Washington. It's a poorly managed franchise that the coaching change didn't do anything. They still suck. They Bra- hired Scott Brooks. I Why know. would that do anything? Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal injured again. Uh-huh. They already don't like each other. Yeah. A Morris twin. <laughs> they added a Morris twin. You got to get both of them. You can't just yeah, get you can't one. Have one. You need both. It's like a it's like a Twix that co- comes in a package of two. Yeah. Uh are you more sad for John Wall or Anthony Davis? Uh John Wall, I think because the difference is Anthony Davis, as bad as his situation is on the Pelicans, he's in the first year of a five-year deal. Mm -hmm. He's playing in New Orleans. They're just – and also everybody's hurt. Yeah. So there's still, like, fake hope. I don't – I mean, I think it's wearing on him, but just not, not like, emotionally. Like, he's not going to get thrown out of games because he has teammates who are trying – just not that good, mm-hmm. and there's two good players that are going to come back. With John Wall, it's a guy who got paid way more money than him, is younger than him, has a longer deal, is hurt all the time, and he hates him. Yeah, and John Wall's entire game is based on passing to people. That is the thing he's the best at, and he's passing to Auto like a teacher. really depressing <laughs> group of people. Ugh. And I mean Scott Brooks, I would say, is probably the number th- three or four reason why Kevin Durant got soured on Oklahoma sure. City, right? Yeah. Oh man. Um, on that note, uh is Buddy Healed going to continue to be terrible? Yes. <laughs> yeah, <he's>, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I he can't shoot. He came to earlier the tonight. You said that boy can't shoot, <laughs> and it true. Made me laugh. That should be his nickname, <laughs> Buddy. He- let me set you up, Buddy Heald. That boy can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> it even sounds like you'd be like Buddy. <laughs> oh, you don't want to draft Buddy. <laughs> that boy can't shoot. There's so, something. There's something that's not right with Buddy Heald. <laughs> now you're just becoming House of Cards. You're. Oh yeah. <laughs> Someone give that boy a hard hat because he is drawing iron <laughs> on everything. 
I believe you also compared him to a Westworld gun. Yeah, because it doesn't <laughs> fire. It doesn't shoot. It can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> it's shooting blanks, just like a Westworld gun. <laughs> Uh, uh, should we talk about our sponsor actually at this point? Yeah, we need to take a quick break here, guys, um, to uh, get a word from uh, our sponsor. Moving is a stressful, traumatic time of life. You've got to adjust to a new place, learn a new neighborhood, but the worst is moving all your stuff. Why not make things simpler and call the Browse Moving Company? It's the moving service endorsed by and featuring Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans. Look, Anthony Davis can do it all. He's got the length to reach stuff on your highest shelf. He's got great body positioning so he can box out and box up your stuff with ease. He's even effective moving your stuff long range, even if you're going from downtown. And Anthony Davis will never steal your stuff, though you know he could easily get four or five steals a day if he wanted. It sounds great, Dave, but who are the other movers? Well, right now, a lot of the other movers are injured. Why don't they just hire more guys? They're all signed to expensive multi-year deals. So are you saying... Yes, Anthony Davis has to carry the whole load by himself. You just put everything on his back and ride him to your new location while Langston Galloway and Etwan Moore sit around and watch you work. What are the advantages? Well, Anthony Davis can help you pack. We all make bad purchases, spending money we don't have on worthless stuff. Stuff that doesn't even fit with our system. I mean, houses. Anthony Davis knows you've got to clean house. Otherwise, you're stuck with a bunch of old junk taking up space and spraining its MCLs. Even if you end up with stuff that the Phoenix Suns were getting rid of, that's still an upgrade on the old creaky garbage you've got right now. With the Browse Moving Company, you'll be shouting, Throw it out, big man! The Browse Moving Company may be exhausted, but it's doing its best. At least until a more successful moving company picks him up and puts him out of his misery. Podcast listeners enter the code OSHIC to get our triple-double special. For the same price, the Brow will move twice the furniture up three times the stairs for no additional cost. Whether you're on the block or in the lane, the Browse Moving Company is the most versatile solution. Call now before the van breaks down from overuse like it does every year jesus do something adam silver thank you to the brow moving company wow um, maybe the saddest kind of bummed me out saddest <laughs> ad read we've had so far uh yeah how do can we can we get him somewhere on another team can, can we get him and john wall on the same team oh, oh that would man. be dope that'd be so dope it's so great that that it would be like a gift of the mad guy, <laughs> oh Henry situation, where they just be like, "We have nothing to trade." Like I traded my injured shooting guard to get <laughs> your beautiful point guard. I traded my center for your injured shooting guard. And <laughs> like, what if they just traded Tyreek Evans for Bradley Beal just for fun? <laughs> <laughs> In my column this week, I uh, I asked President-elect Donald Trump to, in his first 100 days, contract the Pelicans <laughs> so that we can put Anthony Davis on the Thunder. 
Uh, no. Yeah, that would that would ruin. He his won't career. give him the ball. I know. Russell yeah. Westbrook still. It would still be Anthony Davis <laughs> running around doing everything without getting the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I just want somebody with. Uh, he needs to be when they figure out a trade partner. They honestly need to do genetic testing on his new teammates to find out who's susceptible to like sickle cell, <laughs> a blood disease, uh, like like weak, hollow bones, like. It feels like everybody he comes near is hurt. Is he like Typhoid Mary? Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. <laughs> he uh, deserves so much more than this. I know. And s- he's so great. The, uh, the other 29 NBA owners should be able to vote to say this is unacceptable. This guy has to play somewhere else. There has to be a way that we can prevent someone from getting the Kevin Garnett treatment uh, before he went to Boston, where it's just like you're you're the best player on the worst team. Yeah, I mean, somebody is basically taking a Ferrari and... Uh, Pouring sugar in the gas tank. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, like, maybe uh, driving 150 in second gear. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Like dragging a sled behind it, <laughs> loaded with like Here, pallets. Here's a team that would be uh, so happy to have Anthony Davis. The Boston Celtics is. Are they going to continue to suck? You know it. They got Al Horford. Mm-hmm. He's hurt. And he's he and hurt. Jay Crowder are both hurt. Jay but, Crowder is underrated important to that team. I mean, the, Jay Crowder's their second best player. Right. Sorry, Isaiah. I'm still picking you last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're Pick f- me last again. <laughs> okay. Will do. Yeah. You're 5'6", and you shoot first. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> so I, I think Danny Ainge likes to pick up guys based on their brain typing mm-hmm. a lot and, um, you know, like their hard-nosed defensive play. The one metric that he ignores is height from the ground. (laughs) Everyone on the team is short. Jay Crowder is undersized. Yeah, it's a small team. Tyler Zeller is, like, everybody is under, even their their guards are undersized. But also, the Boston Celtics can't defensive rebound right now, even when Horford was healthy. Well, Al Horford can't rebound. That's what I was going <laughs> to yeah. say is, you know what the Atlanta Hawks are good at now? <laughs> Defensive rebounding. Yes. I wonder if there's a correlation there. It's uh, it's it's a weird thing. Oh, and, and actually, Jared Sullinger, I don't think he's actually playing for Toronto right now. He's no, hurt, right? I don't know. I don't uh, pay attention anyway, to Jared Sullinger. <laughs> uh, it is going to be difficult for them to make the Eastern Conference Finals with two players who are taller than 6'7". That, that get any time. And maybe when Kelly Olynyk, that will help when he's yeah, back. Yeah, they have suffered from a lot of injuries. Oh, we're hoping. That is Isn't sad. Isn't Amir Johnson? Amir Johnson's though. tall, right? Yeah, I can't believe that you just said when Kelly Olynyk comes back, I don't, <laughs> everything I is mean, going to be like, fine. That's the meanest thing I've said about any team Isn't in weeks. Isn't that Zeller tall? I mean, there's something <laughs> just soft about him. Like, like a Zeller... It, it's almost like like the, the the arms are sort of like wiggly, maybe. <laughs> it's like a German word for doesn't box out. He's like the inflatable guys that they have out in front of car dealers. Yeah, like, oh, he's in the pain and he's very active, but... It amounts to nothing. <laughs> I, it's going to be... 
Yeah, it just advertises that there's opportunities there if you drive to the basket or crash <laughs> the boards. I, I think the city of Boston uh, has embraced this team prematurely. And maybe they're not as good as everyone in the NBA. I mean, they're a, pr- a perfectly fine middle seed. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that everyone said they were going to be a second seed and the best, the second best team in the East and have a chance to knock off the Cavs is fucking hilarious when you watch the team now. Like, I mean, they look so much worse than Atlanta and Toronto right now. Like, yeah. Just, and, I mean, they look worse. Well, and again, DeMar DeRozan is fucking awesome. Pounds. Is that going to continue? Look, Can that last? He played in the Olympics too, man. It, he doesn't know what a contract year is because he just signed a lucrative five-year extension and then turned it up instead of slacking off. It is amazing. He Someone plays, and, and he's overcome Drake being at a bunch of his games. <laughs> Someone needs to get Shaq to call him and say, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> you were supposed to do this last year. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's still... He got left, the same amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> but he probably left a little bit on the table by having a terrible oh, he playoffs. Did, he, he actually did. Didn't he leave a little bit on the table? A little bit. I think he didn't take a full match. If he had had a great playoffs, he would have probably gone somewhere else and gotten even more money. But, you know, he's, he's really competitive, and that guy really works hard. Yeah. And one thing that he's, you know, it's not the most – impressive thing but when you don't have a great outside shot he's getting to the line like like i think he's taking like 12 foul shots a game yeah that's crazy it's it's awesome though like he's just the other thing that's great is the way that they've managed to split that team is that um you know demar completely carries the scoring load and then they play kyle lowry and the bench squad because they can you know shift their minutes and their bench just destroys people, just like last year. And it's year. always a different guy. It'll be like, Corey Joseph had, like, 25 points. Yeah, but it's, it's like, what happened? They play, they keep, they, they're playing a guy I've never heard of. I know he was their first round pick this year, but, uh, what Yaka is his Pertl? name? No, not, oh, not Yaga Pertle. Uh, Pascal Siakam? Sure. Uh-huh. He's starting. Why not? <laughs> and they're seven and two. <laughs> uh, Bebe has taken over for Bismack Biombo. Uh-huh. Do you know what his shooting percentage is this what? year? Eighty-eight percent. Yeah. He's making eighty-eight percent of his shots. He's just Bebe's dunking tight. on people and getting rebounds. Yeah. And this bench is like terrifying people. Pat yeah. Patterson. Yeah. Uh, and then when DeRozan's in the game, he is also unstoppable. So they're it. It's making look it. I'm sure Pascal Sayakam is a nice player, <laughs> and as is Norman Powell, but DeMar DeRozan is opening up a lot of opportunities for these guys. Yeah. Right? That's, um, what, that's what having a s- multiple superstars does for a team. Yeah. And that's yeah. the sad reality. Well, it's also of what Oklahoma having a great GM who, yes. with an owner who spends money, will do. I right. mean, like. But the team is just a legit nine deep team. And. Maybe even ten, actually. Are we looking at conference finalists here? Is it Cleveland and it's Toronto? It's them or Atlanta. Yeah. It I depends. How I love this Toronto, Toronto team, I got to yeah. say. It I just mean, depends how – I mean, they played terrible in the playoffs last year. Right. 
But they still went, what was it, six games they took? The, they yeah, won but you two seven-game series, and then, yeah, overall in the playoffs, I guess their record was 10-10. and 10, Right. Which is a lot of playoff games. Right. They still can't beat Cleveland. Look, Jurassic Park, I mean, man. It was lit. They, they can't beat Cleveland, can't though. Beat I was just going to. We know what the finals is going to be. Well, I think. Let's just remember. I do, if you're talking about who has a better <laughs> chance to beat the Cavs, though, the, the it, it's easily the Hawks. Because Dwight because Howard is yeah. still kind of remains LeBron James kryptonite. Right. Right. That was actually such what a I was going to thing say. to think about, but. That's what I was actually going to say about Toronto when I was like, well, maybe like Valanchunas goes crazy. Like, like the Biombo. Yeah. From last I mean, year. they do have a lot of big guys. If you can if you can stay home on three point shooters and you basically but then have I remember Dwight Howard to protect the rim. Yeah. and Get every rebound. You know, you they're not such an impossible. Match. Yeah. Right. I don't think they can really score enough, but, you know, at least you have a chance. Yeah, the problem with Atlanta is Kent Bazemore has to guard LeBron James. Yeah, that's that's not the that's best. That's not going to work out. But at least... Well, well you could put Thabo on him for like 20 minutes a game. Yeah, but I'd ra- I trust Atlanta more to throw Damari Carroll and Pat Patterson and DeMar DeRozan at him and Norman Powell. Like, that's like a more trustable... Wing court. Neither of those teams are going to No, this is, all, <laughs> what are we this doing? is all <laughs> semantics. Uh, the Cavs are playing out of their fucking gourds. Yeah. Like, I'm shocked they're trying. I don't know what's going on. He's moti- LeBron is motivated. Um, can we can we go on to the, the record? Yes. Yeah. So this is a little bit of a sad moment, but, uh, well, it's a happy moment and a sad moment. Last week, Steph Curry set... The single game record with 13 three pointers, dethroning the NBA's former three point champion, Danielle Marshall. <laughs> Danielle Marshall, previous record holder. Why do I find Danielle Marshall so funny? I mean, I he's know. the only person I've ever heard of named Danielle. Yeah, <laughs> like like Donnell is yeah. seems like a pretty common name. Darnell. Darnell yeah. um, and also, his brother's name is Donnie, which is insane. <laughs> It's like the Giants uh, left fielder Gregor Blanco has a mm-hmm. twin brother. You know what his name is? Greg. Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he it, also has a little brother named uh, Gregorn. I think. Mm-hmm. Gorgon Blanco. Gorgon. <laughs> uh, so the so the old record was held with Steph Curry tied it. It was year. tied. It was a tie. It was a tie. A between three-way Steph Curry, tie between Steph Curry, Danielle Marshall, mm-hmm. and Kobe Bryant. Of course, the <laughs> and legend, the goat. Yeah, how much do you think Kobe hated that he shared that record with Danielle Marshall? Like with Curry, I'm sure he was not particularly bothered. Kobe does not share with anyone. Yeah, right. If he's if he's got a Twix, he's eating both of those candy <laughs> yeah. bars. No, there's no, there's no way he's splitting those. Kobe never downloaded Napster to his computer. In the <laughs> you guys don't mind listening to it, but if you think you're going to download that song, no. Come on, Kobe. I just want to listen to Trap Call Quest. <laughs> Come on, Kobe. That's why they broke Come up. On, give it to me. <laughs> Shaq was just tired of Kobe not sharing his music. And then when Kobe defended, he was like, there's a kid's law. <laughs> Wait a second. I could go is into that, law is enforcement. That Elvis? <laughs> Definitely Elvis. So I'm just going to tell you a couple of other weird single game record holders. 
the most minutes in a single game, Dale Ellis with 69 minutes. Hello, yeah, the sexiest nice. number. Five That's overtimes. very Dale Ellis. Yeah. 69 minutes. <laughs> what the what is wrong with his coach, by the way? He played him <laughs> 69 minutes of a 73-minute game. I mean, I'm just glad he didn't only play him 68 minutes. So that yeah, we at least. And maybe the- maybe that was it. Like, yeah. Ellis was tired, and his coach was like, you need a blow? And he was like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> I do need a blow. Was it Don Nelson? That's the only explanation I would have. <laughs> I, I believe his coach was Paul Westfall. Oh, oh, sure. oh yeah. yeah. Don, the shittier version of Don Nes- yeah. Nelson. So, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. All right. uh, most over. Overtime points in a single game. Gilbert Arenas with 16. Ooh, Agent yeah. Zero. At the yeah. Staples Center. Which is also, as you know, at LA Live. Which at LA Live, a great, <laughs> great location. The, the, the ultimate American entertainment destination. Uh, I believe Kobe and Gilbert Arenas combined for 106 points in that game. And three assists. Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, the most field goals missed at a game is 30. Man, I... Who do you think did that? Kobe Bryant. That's correct. Man, okay. Seventeen of forty-seven. Um, most Seventeen of forty-seven. <laughs> <is> awful. <laughs> that is this the ugliest stat line I've ever seen. It was a little rough. Um, most three-point attempts. This one also not surprising. Twenty-two three-point attempts in the game. That belongs to J.R. Smith. Twenty-two. How many did he hit? Ten. 10 yeah, 22 pretty is good. pretty good. Yeah. Apparently, the team, once he was just shooting, there was a point when uh, he shot a fall away <laughs> with 20 seconds left on the <laughs> shot clock, and there was like a guy with a hand in his face, <laughs> and he hit the side of the rim. <laughs> and that was the point when the New York Beat Riders were like, come on, man. Uh, most threes without a miss. Latrell Sprewell with nine. Yeah. And Ben Gordon did it twice. Tight. You know, um, one thing Latrell Sprewell doesn't do in a high-pressure situation, choke. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, we're so sorry. Yeah. Uh, most three-point attempts without a make, that's 11, held by Trey Burke. Oh. Ooh, didn't. And Didn't Antoine Steph go, Walker. Steph went 0 for, 0 for 10, 10 the other night. Oh, that must be why they benched him, so right. he didn't go 0 uh, for 11. Sad that Trey Burke's first name is Trey, and he went <laughs> 0 for 10. <laughs> or 0 for 11 from 3. <laughs> Poor bastard. He is not good at basketball. No, yeah. no, no. him and Buddy Heel should <laughs> have a shooting contest. Go play in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> no, they actually value shooting there, too. Well, you know Brian Scalabrini's birth name is not Brian. What, what is it? 360 Slam Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, real quick here. Um, most blocks in a game was Elmore Smith with 17. Yep. His nickname was Elmore the Rejector. <laughs> that's that's, that's what it Did they say Rejector? Rejector. <laughs> yeah, so it was Elmore the Rejector. rejector. That's funny because Rejector is my favorite Arcade Fire album. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, it's, it's called Reflector. That was a little, uh, little joke, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, he was eventually traded for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, <laughs> pretty good deal. Lakers. Uh, most assists in a game. You know who this is? Uh, Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles, disgraced NBA coach. Scott Skiles. Also uh, one of the only NBA coaches I know that was uh, arrested for having cocaine on him. Oh, that's great. At a point, yeah. Yeah, so that probably was during – he was playing against the Paul Westhead 
mm-hmm. Denver, the Loyola Marymount offense, Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. and they were up like forty points, and he got to twenty nine, and the coach just kept him in, and he just kept bringing the ball up, and one of his teammates, and people just kept missing shots, and then one of his teammates just didn't realize he was chasing a record. So Skiles kept feeding him, and he kept just taking it to the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> and just think of how calm and collected Scott Skiles must have been oh, during yeah, that he's game. Super calm. Like yeah, I he's, just imagine him yeah. screaming at that guy so much. <laughs> yeah, and the guy being like, "Well, this is a normal game with Scott Skiles, so yeah. I don't really know what's happening." <laughs> Here's uh, my question about that record, though. I actually think about that record a lot, the 30 assists in a game. Uh-huh. That seems pretty unbreakable, doesn't it? It's unlikely that that will ever happen. Maybe yeah. Rondo 30 is it. so many. Because it's. I think there's a little more integrity in the single-game stuff now that the internet is there. Mm-hmm. I've heard that John Stockton benefited from an extremely generous official scorer in Utah where a lot of John Stockton's assists were like throwing it to Carl Malone who then took four times. Five, yeah, yeah, four dribbles, three post moves and banks it in. Assist to Stockton. <laughs> right. yeah. I would I would be curious to see what his like per game averages are. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone as fa- as you know, the NBA is going faster now. Yeah. It's not it's it's never going to go as fast as the Paul Westhead teams. Right. Like, like Westbrook had 16 tonight, and we talked about how many assists that is. That is half of how many you'd need for the record. I think part of it is that there's so much passing now. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be, like, a traditional point guard who just finds a, a cutter or feeds a big man in the post. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's so much just, like, bouncing of the ball back and forth. Um, that it seems unlikely that someone. It seems like that record is truly unbreakable. Yeah. Like if Jason Kidd didn't break it, no one will. Right. I mean, Rondo didn't even come close. Yeah, and Rondo Passing is up like layups and... Rondo only cares about assists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait. Is it? Is it that time again? Uh, isn't there one more? Um. One more. Oh, there is one more record. Yes. <clears throat> Turnovers in a game is fourteen. That is held by. Kobe Jason Bryant. Kidd, oh. <laughs> 14, <laughs> who is tied with John Drew. And Jason Kidd, that makes sense, dominates the ball, lots of crazy uh-huh. passes. John Drew does John not, Drew. Later banned from the NBA for his extreme cocaine addiction. <laughs> that does make sense to me. Like powdery hands, uh, being too aggressive. Yeah, just dribbling. really skittish. Yeah. You didn't seem comfortable. Uh, why, that why turnover it? record might also be unbreakable. No, I could see uh, someone for the Warriors doing <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, no, You're I could right. see. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Curry might actually break that record. Yeah, I could definitely see that record getting broken. Um, before we get to our, one, our last game, I'd like to draw attention to a specific story. Uh, did you guys see Jake Lehman earlier this week? Of the Portland Trailblazers? We did see him play basketball today. I believe he, (laughs) at one point this week, was the NBA's all-time leader in points per 36 minutes. It is. That is true, yeah. (laughs) He had, uh, he scored 18 points in seven minutes. Ridiculous. (laughs) Um, But I want to start a new feature today. 
Um, we're going to give out a new one. NBA nicknames fucking suck. They're bad. Yeah, there's a lot of bad ones. Except for Sauce Castillo. We love you, Sauce Castillo. Uh, so we're going to give out a new nickname oh, wait, every wait, week. But also, also embeds the process. That's oh, a great yeah, that's nickname. also that's a, a good one, nickname. Yeah. Also a good nickname. But let's give out a new NBA nickname every week. What do you think? I love a it. good one. This so is a this great idea. Jake Lehman. Mm-hmm. I got one for him. Let's hear you ready? it. The White Squall. Oh. Well, I first of all, he is white. Yeah. That's so that important. <laughs> good first step. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, also, he's White a, Squall, great film. Yeah. He's a storm. He's, he's a storm that appears out of nowhere. Uh. And leaves devastation <laughs> in his family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Get it together, NBA Twittersphere. The White Squall Jake is Layman. Jake Lehman. <laughs> if that catches on, I mean, you should get some money for that. Yeah. All the jersey sales. You should all the get t-shirts. a piece of his second 10-day contract. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 10% of whatever the league minimum is is still a lot of money. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, every week we should we're, – we're – we're bringing the nickname back. Oh yeah, I mean the nicknames these days. The brow. Oh, Ugh. he's got a he's got Ugh. crazy eyebrows. Sheep the beard. <laughs> his initials in his uniform number. Uh, KD or the servant. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to give yourself a nickname unless you're Kobe Bryant, <laughs> and then you can give yourself eight nicknames. Black Mamba is a great nickname. Look, I'm not it gonna actually not gonna hate on the Mamba. Just fine. Um, mm-hmm. Because Mamba out. Kobe can do whatever he wants. Uh, the Golden State Warriors had a strong win tonight. Mm-hmm. But the question is, will they go two for two tonight? Ooh. Will they defeat their fantasy matchup? Who are they playing? Uh, Sean, I'm going to let you decide. Because there are a lot of great options on here, and I want you to, to choose. I think I would like to see them uh, just in honor of you know, this week was a great week for Reddit. Yeah. It was a great week for internet trolls. It was a great week for hate. White supremacy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and male supremacy. So I think All the things Warriors, we support on this podcast. I believe, the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe we should match up the Warriors against the all-female Ghostbusters oh. from this summer's reboot. Ghostbusters answer the call. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Let's that's right. That's the name of that movie. There, yeah. there was a subtitle of that movie? Yeah, it's Ghostbusters Answer the Call because the studio decided at the last minute they don't want people confusing it with the one that people like. Okay. Oh. Sorry, female Ghostbusters. Answer the Call. Yeah. That's not good. Well, because who are you going to call? Right. And then they're like, oh, you got answer it. The phone's ringing. They're bu- ghost to bust, so pick up the phone. It's weird, though, because that feels like it's just an instruction to the Ghostbusters rather than me, the film goer. Right. Like, I'm – I guess I guess th- that's that's imagining that all of us are uh, seeing ourselves as a Hemsworth yeah. or, receptionist type. Or worse, it means that the ladies, the lady Ghostbusters, have to pick up their own phone like they're secretaries. Shameful Hollywood. Yeah. Boo. Haven't we gotten past that? I guess not. Yeah. All right. So the lady ghost, the female Ghostbusters, the woman Ghostbusters. Uh, so we're looking at Kate McKinnon, uh-huh. Leslie Jones, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy, and Kristen Wiig. Uh, you mean Jillian Holtzman, Abby Yates, and whatever the other two names of the characters? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I remember two of them—that was incredible. I, the, 
it's ridiculous. That's the best pull of my entire podcasting <laughs> can career. You, uh, can you? No, just just. Oh, just Aaron so Gilbert. You have three of the four? Can you go four? Oh, I got to get that fourth one. It's Leslie Jones's character's name, Patty Tolan. Patty Whoa. Tolan has all four Ghostbusters. That's incredible. <laughs> generic names. They're so generic. They could have been anybody. The original Ghostbusters, Bankman, Spangler, Holtzman, Tolan. Gilbert Tolan's a little, yeah, you know, yeah. They could have given her a little more. Yeah, what what's what is Ernie Hudson's character's name? It is um, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. <laughs> that is his name. Winston Zettimore. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna play basketball, I assume. Or are they gonna bust ghosts? Because I could see the the Golden State Warriors busting some ghosts. I think, I think that it's time for them to bust some like. They're fighting some ghosts of the 2016 finals. What they need to do, both of these ghost-busting teams, is they have to bust the ghosts at the Oklahoma City Haunted Hotel. Oh, oh I love Skirvin. it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And this has got to be... That's what makes it emotional for Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the primary reasons why he left the Thunder. <laughs> Behind Russell Westbrook and... Suicides due to federal investigations <laughs> of uh, and oil not pricing spending and any money to get anyone there. Yeah, and uh, ha- making James Harden go, and having Scotty Brooks coach him for seven years. But I think the ghost might outrank Scotty Brooks. No, Scotty Brooks outranks <laughs> the ghost. What um, if they were coached by a ghost? Probably would have more plays. Yeah, because at least Russell Westbrook would occasionally be startled into getting rid of the ball. <laughs> Okay, so they got to bust the ghost at the hotel. Okay. Uh, how much training with proton packs will the Warriors have before they're sent on their mission? They get uh, they get a shoot around <laughs> and a walk through. <laughs> shoot around. Okay. So and they get a, and they get a film session. Okay. okay. All right. So they're prepared. Yeah. They know how to to, to operate the the equipment. Yeah. Okay. I mean, some assistant coaches are probably going to take a little damage. Mm-hmm. In the, you know, like they're not going to pick up their own proton packs. Sure. Those are going to be shagged okay. for them. Do, <laughs> d- who's driving the car? Oh, um, I think it's Draymond. Because you don't want the, the problem is, I think it's the only way you keep him off his phone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, advantages to the Warriors. Um, height, height. <laughs> could really get a, the ghost if it's tall. Uh, mm-hmm. Can probably shoot their proton packs from long range, from distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I would say that they're pretty experienced with trapping. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the problem is they're inclined to just switch on the ghosts, which doesn't help them get into um the mm-hmm. ghost jail or whatever. Right, you can't cross streams either. So yeah. you oh, and there, yeah, switch, like yeah. That, that actually cuts down a lot of their offense. Yeah. You can't <laughs> set a pick for a proton pack. No, not at or all. the doors to the spirit world will swing both ways. Although, I'm gonna imagine say, if they ran elevator spirit doors. That would be <laughs> unstoppable. I'm going to say uh, this week there is no way I'm voting for men over women, so I'm taking the Ghostbusters. 
what are the what are the Ghostbusters advantages? Yeah, let's work out. They're actual Ghostbusters. So what 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 can they're brilliant scientists. Patty Tolan is a New York City expert, unfortunately. Her <laughs> expertise does not necessarily apply. No, She's very Oklahoma brave. City. Yes, absolutely. Um, she slapped a ghost out of uh, Melissa McCarthy. Also, you have implied that you think that she might be a romantic distraction for Draymond Green. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I maybe forgot. those... Yeah. You, I said that those... he was in the sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think they might neutralize each other. Okay, all right. Or at least that's a slight advantage for the female Ghostbusters. Yep. Draymond's not on his game. <laughs> um, uh, where how, how does uh, Holtzman figure into this? Because she's a fan favorite. Everybody loved. Uh, Everybody Game loves Man. Holtzman. Um, what is her? What's her? Her scientific? Is she a physicist? Singing Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. sings Hallelujah. <laughs> so she's going to be in a pantsuit. That's going to be difficult. <laughs> she should be in her ghost-busting gear. Uh, she's going to be singing a song that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> and all the other Ghostbusters are going to be kind of sad but also confused because they're like, wait, if you're going to keep... You sang that song and then you said you're going to keep fighting. But are you Holtzman? <laughs> are you Hillary Clinton right now? Are you just yourself? Um... Like so okay, so th- so definitely we know that this ghost bust is going to be shared extensively. Holtzman on social is there, media. Kevin Durant. Okay, yeah, there's she's the best ghost fighter, the best bust, the best at ghost and bust, bust ghost and bust. <laughs> now to me, ghost and bust, the best buster. I think what I think kind of what it comes down to is how afraid of no ghost is Kevin Durant. Well, here's my problem. Clay is definitely afraid of ghosts. Here's yes. why I Clay did. Thompson is 100% too afraid to bust <laughs> ghosts. <laughs> Let me tell you why the female Ghostbusters have to win this one. Uh-huh. Because the Golden State Warriors are devout Christians who <gasps> do not believe that there is such a thing as the spirit world. That's that's a really good point. And Joe Lacob uh, he's he trusts science. He's not really. He doesn't know anything about the metaphysical. Right. Right. Ghosts are light years behind. Yeah. They're That's not. Really, yeah. They're actually. They literally are. Well, they're actual years behind. Yeah. <laughs> so that's. They're just energy. So yes, they're light years of. Something. Give me the female Ghostbusters. I, yeah, I'm taking the female Ghostbusters. I mean, just I think because... I think I think the the Warriors are haunted by past indiscretions. <laughs> they're haunted by their playoff loss. They're haunted by. A literal ghost that's in an Oklahoma City hotel that makes them afraid to stay there. <laughs> um, yeah, the female Ghostbusters take it. Yeah, yeah, and they get a sequel. Well, in your face, yes, Chris Christie. Suck, suck it, misogynist. The that's female right. Ghostbusters will live to fight another and day, and they're going to premiere it on the steps of the U.S. Capitol <laughs> building. <laughs> yes, we can. 51 to 49 majority only. Yes, Wait, we can that's... get a sequel? <laughs> yes, we can get a sequel. I'm with... Holtzman? Oh, I'm with Holtzman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Patty? <laughs> I'm with Aaron? I'm sorry, I'm still Grab mad about Grab him by the names. box office? All right, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's end this episode, okay. you guys. Uh, yeah, th- it, by the end of it, I actually started to feel good uh, again. Yeah. And then I remember what happened on yeah. Tuesday, and now I'm sad again. Joey, is there still nothing going on in your life? Uh, 
I mean, just Plugging a lot of something. depression. Yeah. Um, I'd like to plug uh, your delicious macaroni and cheese that you made. Yeah. Uh, I guess um, just review our podcast on iTunes, yeah. please, or on whatever device. I don't know how that works. I don't know. It, it would make me feel it. better. Yeah. Help yeah. us out. Please. If you can't vote, at least vote for us on iTunes. Sean. Uh, I'm headlining the punchline on December 20th. It's a Tuesday before Christmas in San Francisco. And then Thanksgiving weekend, I'm doing a show called Maniac Bowl at Piano Fight and Murphy's Pub in Sonoma, California. Ooh, baby. Saturday, November 26th, the Ooh. Saturday after Thanksgiving. Ooh, baby. Uh, follow us at Round Rock Pod. Tweet at us um, that we're cucks or something. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to see it because I'm not on Twitter right now. Um, rate us, share us, like us, uh, email us at round rock, round ball rock pod at gmail.com. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter cause I'm not on Twitter and, uh, read my NBA column, uh, every other Wednesday on the guardian. But you know what, when you're, when you're feeling down mm-hmm. and you've, you've lost all faith in our institutions and our Republic what you got to do is remember democracy, and you've got to trust the democratic process. Oh. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. 
Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.